welcome to Med Talks, conversations by medical students for medical students. I'm Deborah, and this is my partner Joey. Welcome to the show today, guys. Um, and for today's episode, we are back in studio with Ryan and Matt from Docs and Slops. And thankfully today we're talking solutions. Um, so what can we do right to make or fix the system? Yes, and welcome to Med Talks and our discussion today. What a question, Debbie. What can we do to try to fix or right our imperfect healthcare system? Luckily, we're joined by people very passionate about these issues, especially Ryan. Matt, you have for comic relief. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt, I believe in you. Right? Thanks, Debbie. It's a 50 50 partnership. No, 100%. Um, <laughs> Ryan does all the work in our <laughs> That's the creative one, though. That's creativity. Or ideas need creativity to flow at the end of the day. So, um, like I said, we're lucky to be joined by the Docs and Slops, Matt and Ryan. Um, welcome to them. So, uh, personally, I think improving the healthcare system is something we tend to kind of block out or try get over rather than try focus on possible solutions. And we'll speak more about apathy and how that ties into it. Um, I mean, with so much responsibility and stress on our plate already as interns or doctors, even as students, how does one even start to try to take on the system? What difference do we think we can make as one person? But before we go and dive down that deep rabbit hole, we'd just like to thank all our listeners for tuning in to this third and final episode of our mini-series. Uh, I've had a lot of fun recording the previous two episodes. Yeah. It's been great having these, these two bright minds in studio. And star guests. You guys are the bright minds. I just, listeners, I urge all of you to give us a follow on our social media pages. That's our Insta handles, at MedTalkZA. Please give us some feedback and engage with us. Also, please give the Docs and Slops a follow. Um, it's at Docs and Slops. There's an underscore um, between the uh, in, but uh, <laughs> you'll find it if you search it, trust me. You'll be good. All right. So after our very intense discussion around everything that's going wrong, um, I think it's very important for our sanity that we just focus on some of the things going right in our healthcare system. Um, so can you guys just take us through some of the projects that are up and running um, at the moment that are trying to make a positive difference that you know about? So from our side, um, from the docs and slop side, there's very many projects that we've seen and come in contact with through very many different people. Um, by starting docs and slops and starting to get out there on social media, we realized how many people are actually taking up the challenge and, and looking at the system and trying to put their little piece into the system mm. and fix their little part in the role. And we've we've had a few projects that we've worked on ourselves. Um, the first thing was getting out there at all and um, getting onto social media. Um, Matt and I are completely inept when it comes to <laughs> any technological system, yeah. social media. Um, How often do you post? Hey, on the, on the, on the private accounts. Oh, geez, on the private accounts. Never. Well, I saw, well, we retweeted, oh, retweeted, we, we, re, we, we reposted the mm -hmm. Instagram posts on our private accounts and I saw that that was the first post in two years, so <laughs> that well gives done, you a guys. little bit of uh, an idea behind it. Ryan um, posted for the first time yeah. in a while. Check out his post. Yeah, that little. <laughs> so, so yeah, Bron, Bron helps us a lot with okay. getting on board there. Um, she's a lot more social media orientated and has a lot better mind for mm. that. She also is a lot less artistically challenged than Matt and I. Um, <laughs> from an artistic <laughs> perspective, um, we're very challenged. So. So it's nice to have somebody to look after that side. Um, mm. and it's a great team, a good collaboration. 100%. Um, everybody has their own strengths. And 
we've worked together on that. So getting onto social media has put us in touch with other people that started the networking and essentially what got us in touch with you guys. And that was the first step um, along the path. And then two other things that we've done, um, we had a Mandela Day challenge, which was our virtual visiting hour. And we're in the process of doing an online booking system for Rahim Emrus's pediatric clinic. Um, so currently they have a paper-based system, and we're in the process of implementing an online system with them. Um, it's been a really epic collaborative effort um, with a lot of input from their side too. And it's been fun to tackle a system that we found challenging. Mm. Do you think that's something that you guys could replicate easily in other hospitals? Yeah, we think so. And that's the thing is that as much as like we're not we're not just in it for the dollars like we don't we're not looking to like try and make a buck off every single system we're like does she mm. want to prove to people like you don't need to be an app maker and a tech fundy and like know how to code in seven different languages <laughs> you know to be able to make like a cool system like ryan Bron literally developed this online booking system like themselves you know having absolutely zero like it software background yeah. Mm. and yeah it's just simple solutions like that that are just so that show that it can be replicated so easily so yeah going forward we hope that it will be something that we'll be able to replicate at multiple clinics essentially anybody who's mm. who's interested um any system has its challenges um i think that statement stands true always um and it has been there have been a couple challenges in implementing the system but overall, it's been an incredible experience and we've really enjoyed interacting with the departments and networking. And it's been incredible to see how on board people become. As soon as you propose a solution to a problem, people start listening and start saying, mm. hmm, that's fantastic. Why don't you also add this? And it becomes a collaborative effort. It's, yeah. as we said, it's definitely not something that any individual can change. But again, as a collective, we, I think, oh. yeah, and I think um, what you say is so true. We kind of just need people to just, you know, stand up and first of all take the initiative and then other people will just follow. Mm. And I think that's... Passing um, the, the Olympic torch. Yeah, <laughs> and I think at the end of the day, yeah. that really is how it goes. And I think it's really important that we help each other out because, I mean, we're such a, you know, um, we are a bright young group of individuals and there are many great ideas brewing. We just actually need to... Um, put in the work and instead of you know talking about how we're going to do things actually make it happen i think that's like the mm. the difference between it you know stop complaining yeah. and start doing something about it <laughs> yeah. yeah we love to complain no we do it's a good conversation <laughs> we're good at it yeah <laughs> shared adversity yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good diplomatic term for it. <laughs> but i mean there's there's really cool health systems out there like we're not we're not out there to pump docks and slops there's um a group called gemby health um, that's a, a NPO started by um, a doctor that's kind of spun out of a research um, site. Uh, I don't know them personally, but the, the system looks amazing. They started Mom Connect, um, oh, wow. which is a, um, like a social media education service for moms um, and the public healthcare system. They've got some amazing, amazing projects um, and setting a- up like tablets and stuff for electronic systems in Mozambique and yeah, coming it's a into transporter SA. system so it's been across sub-saharan africa not yeah only. Sure. they've got like an immunization card that goes trans like across borders and stuff because i mean which is great because we end up with the burden of the, our surrounding countries lots of the time with a health burden yeah yeah the healthcare system is 
even worse off than ours. Yeah, 100%. no, 100%. And the, the dry Limpopo riverbeds aren't particularly hard to cross. So, I mean, not really. <laughs> <laughs> you can jump over that puddle with a crop yeah. pretty easily. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. And um, from my side, I've been really fortunate. This week, I've started in Timberletu HIV clinic at Till and Joseph. And it's been the most incredible um, experience working at the clinic. They've got a completely online system. So oh, wow. they essentially run a paperless clinic, which I didn't believe existed <laughs> in South Africa. Yeah, it's first I'm um, hearing of it as well. And it's, it's unbelievable. You've got the full history um, on an online system. Yeah, You're not in someone's to, handwriting. Not in know? someone's <laughs> handwriting that you can't read at all. It exactly. looks like a plate wave report. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you're able to log onto the system, the patient comes in, they have a code, you log onto the system and you have the details for as long as they've been in the clinic. And those details are able to move to other clinics um, which have a similar system. Um, the NPO that's been assisting them is a, a company called right to care um, And it's just been an incredible system to work with to see that you can use technology to automate the mundane tasks to to make things a lot easier so that mm. you can focus and interact with the patient. And I've thoroughly enjoyed the experience. In general, I haven't enjoyed my clinic experiences in internship, but this clinic has been something very different because I've really felt the ability to connect with yeah. the patient, to enjoy the time at the clinic, um, and to, to interact with systems like that and get the name out there and and hopefully promote them is is a real yeah. fantastic opportunity there's nothing like working with the well-oiled machine you know because i must say with our clinic experience generally we also dread it but we've also i've had uh, some experiences where you work at these clinics and you're actually just like how so profound like how um you know far they are how far they've come how far they've progressed yeah. um yes. and i think it's always it makes your life like such a pleasure it's so easy um yeah and it yeah. creates a fantastic environment for learning as well um, you're able to, to see the complexity and you're able to acknowledge then with the correct systems um, what you don't understand or what you're not aware of. At, at this clinic, at Timberletu Clinic, they even have an online um, drug interaction checker. So you upload the drugs that you prescribe or the medications that you prescribe and the system is automated to detect any errors. Um, and during the course oh, wow. of the week, we picked up two red flag interactions that would have been critical and sure. changed the patient's outcomes. And it was um, it, it was drugs that I didn't realize interacted. And the system red flagged and I was able to go and speak to a senior and say, listen, what's the interaction here? Is it important? And through doing that, I've, I've now also learned those and gained the academic experience. And even without that system now, it's something that I'll be able to remember. So the environment has just been incredible yeah. to work in. Shows you that an effective system leads to all these like positive outcomes at the end yeah. of the day. Tell me a bit more. Oh, sorry, sorry, Matt. No, I was gonna say, and just also like just so lucky to see uh, Rana's moods like regarding, <laughs> you know, like, like you know, there was there was time. Is that happier human now? Yes, yeah, so much, so much. I mean, honestly, there was, the, sure. but I mean, there's times in internship and times as a med student that you just you get so frustrated, like you cannot bear to think like why like you like you're walking around trying to find something or trying to find a file or trying to like find someone or pushing a patient to ct scan and you're like in your brain you're like i can't believe this is my life right now you know and <laughs> is this what it has come to <laughs> yeah and you just like your brain just spirals out of control and it's just so nice to see it's yeah. like rhino has got such a smile on his face and he's so passionate like about speaking about timberletu 
And I think it's just one of those experiences that just show you exactly about how simplicity and systems can change your mood at work and can change your treatment for patients and like your likelihood of, of burnout. You know, if you're yeah. like if you're going in schmarking what you're working with and like mm. actually interacting with patients, you know, you can really, really have a big impact. But I think it's yeah, it really um that is kind of what it comes down to. And it's so difficult when you in the system and every single day you have like a million obstacles to face to do the most simple thing. Mm. Um, and I think that's where like immense frustration comes in where you feel like you have to move mountains. I don't know. It's trichita gelco. Like, so it's just having those things in place. And I mean, when I worked in private, it was to me, it was so incredible. I'm like, oh my word, everything's in one room. Like, this is insane, <laughs> you know? So I think you like learn to really appreciate those things. Um, and I think we're almost uh, taken aback or shocked when we find them in the government sector. But um, I think this, th- that is the norm that we need to be moving towards. To aspire to, yeah. definitely. So um, you spoke about the Nelson Mandela virtual contact. Uh, Matt, could you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, um, I think... I think that was purely, it was actually, Ryan is actually the start of that story. Um, COVID just kind of happened to play nicely into our hands. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think Ryan has got the backstory oh, that, we, we, in, that we never posted. Yeah, yeah I was in um, the anesthetic rotation at that time <laughs> and I did the pre-med for a patient that, we, that was on our elective list the following day. And I found out that he'd been in the hospital for a month and during that time he had lost his phone and he hadn't been in contact with his family for the past three weeks. Sure. And he was going in for major back surgery the following day. And I said to him, you know, do you have any concerns for the surgery? And he said, yeah, I haven't chatted to my family. Please, is there a way that I can chat to my family? You know, with this COVID thing, there's no visiting hours. Mm-hmm. I don't have my phone. Is there a possibility that you can help me? And I said, well, oh, of course. I mean, that's, that's easy to arrange. And just from that story, we realized I'm sure there's more patients that are out there that are facing the same predicament, especially with COVID. And it was very understandable um, thing to, to stop visitors at that point. And we said, why don't we just use technology to make a virtual visiting hour? And that's essentially where that um, campaign arose from. And we had a really great uptake. Um, I think Matt's experience in Clarkstorp was incredible on the day of on Mandela Day, all of the patients isolated in the COVID ward were enabled to chat to their family members and loved ones. Um, and Matt and the team on that side had a really fantastic experience. Um, and it was an experience not only for the patients, but also for the healthcare workers. Mm. Um, so it was a really, yeah, really yeah, no, 100%. cool project. Like at the end of the day, you know, like a, a patient complains of like a bit of tummy pain and, and, you know, you can be like, oh, cool, I can give you this, I can give you that. Like, they don't really feel treated, but you know, like give a patient twelve bucks airtime, and they are like stoked beyond <laughs> measure. Like their tummy pain goes away so quickly. They are healed. They, yeah, they literally they like send selfies of like them and their mates in in um, in the ward, like to their families, and you know, just or even like just phone their son or something like that. Like it's so so rare, and often I think, or it, it kind of just exposed to us, like it's the, it's the small things, you know. It's not about like. Making sure that your, you know, I mean, of course, it's making sure your treatment's correct and, you know, mm-hmm. your your scripts are right and, and whatnot. But it's also just about like connecting people and like making people yeah. happy and laugh and 
You yeah. know, like make it more of a door to be in hospital. Like people yeah, are like, it's not it's such a, a drag. Yeah, exactly. environment. People are lying there, yeah, frowns yeah. on their face. Yeah. yeah, like people are super sick and they come in like, we're going to admit you to hospital. They're like, oh no. <laughs> and you're like, dude, you're so sick. Like you came to hospital for help and they're like, they just, people just have this mentality that hospitals are such a terrible place. And I mean, right now, I don't uh, really no, always I blame them. Not the happiest place, yeah. Yeah, and like I think, I think we, I think we can change that. We had a we had a doctor awesome. um, in Obzengani at Baraguanath Hospital that said to us as students, um, took us all aside and said to us, "Why do patients come to the hospital?" And we said, "No, well, you know, he gave all of our answers." And he says, "No, all of you are wrong. They come to the hospital not to be cured, but to feel better." And on his rounds, um, this is a senior consultant, um, very, very senior consultant. His name was Dr. Edridge. He would sing to the patients in the morning and the whole ward would smile. They would see him walking to the bed and they'd already be... (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. I can't can't do the same. (laughs) (laughs) He's British with a British accent and can speak Zulu. And would, okay. sing, and would sing with a British accent in Zulu. I think that was partly oh, what yeah. got the huge chuckle from the patients. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's experiences like that. I think it's by realizing that, that, that you have good interactions with the healthcare system and so do the patients. Um, I want to be like that when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard Adults, here we come. Adults, med school. <laughs> in the woods of Barra. <laughs> What the addition for the like surgical right, award? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm more of an Obzengani singer myself. You, know? <laughs> you need a quite a strong voice in there though, to yeah, get no. above the, <laughs> the the noises of pain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the scream. <laughs> but it's 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 really nice to to hear about these projects, projects such as this, and like like you said, that it's not just docs and sloth, but like once you joined almost this community of almost fighting the system, if we could call it that, that you become aware of all these projects that are there. And it's just, it's, um, it lessens the load almost that you feel on your heart for, you know. 100%. If you tackle the system on your own, it's it's fairly futile. But if we do it together, then it's it's definitely something that can be done. And yeah, it's been enlightening to see how many people are out there doing just that. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think maybe you guys also don't take into, or like, I mean, obviously, I don't know you personally, but like, you might not even be aware how many souls you touch with this podcast, you know, mm. like it might, it might not have like 2 million, you know, like people listening, but it's actually, it's not a business, but, 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 but yeah, it's, it's not about mm. that. Like yeah. you might actually touch one person's life, like mm. in such a hectic way that they like, you know, what met that, that med talks podcast was like the one for me. Like I got flipping goosebumps and like. I yeah. listen to that like that's my that's my yeah. healing you know mm-hmm. and and that's the thing like even on social media Rana and I like you know it's not about the number of followers or how many likes we get like it's about you, you, you know the chance that you might make a difference in one person's life and I think you guys should like take a real like round of applause yeah. for, for I think there's an applause button there I don't know <laughs> <laughs> one of them it could be like blaring horns or sirens <laughs> so we'll skip that but thank you thank you honestly no and I think that at the end of the day like um, I we were just talking about this earlier and it's about um, at the end of the day you want to look back on your life and have you lived a life of meaning have you have you had the impact that you wanted to have like yes you can achieve all these like personal self-fulfilling goals but um, life is all about relationships at the end of the day um, so I think going out and trying to make that impact you know it's very it's a very worthy cause um, but it's easy to look at 
very large scale projects and movements um, aimed at bettering our healthcare system um, and use that as a sort of scale to measure the progress um, that is being made to improve our healthcare system. However, change generally starts at an individual level, um, as we spoke about earlier. And if we can't, you know, consciously start the change within ourselves, our system, unfortunately, will still always be broken. Um, so what do you guys think as individuals? What can we do to make a difference? How can we fight the system? Where do we start? Where does your everyday doctor start? In slops, hopefully. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, God. That's, that's what we aim for. Even in winter, you got to push the lead. <laughs> you can do the socks and slops. Then. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, does yeah, it still qualify? 100%. No, okay. it does, it does, okay. especially in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, on a more serious note, I think just in, I think often when we're in the hospitals, you get a, a nagging feeling of something that you should do. Um, you get that gut feeling that says, oh, let me just go that little bit extra. Um, and I think it's easy to push that away, especially when you're busy and you have a lot on your plate. Um, make a note, come back at the end of the day, um, challenge yourself to, to take on that little challenge. Um, and sometimes it opens incredible doors and it gives you that sense of fulfillment. Um, so I think especially from a junior doctor perspective, that's, that's definitely something that um, we felt along the way. And I think to take on any ideas and try and find a route to make it possible. Um, just go for it. Um, for us, jumping onto the social media platform was definitely a challenge. Um, <laughs> I'm on Instagram. Old fogies. Older than we look, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it um, is, it's getting out of your comfort zone. Exactly. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah, just to challenge yourself, um, stretch a little bit beyond and a little bit out of the routine. And I think you just got to find the things that like your fire, you know, like everyone's their own individual and everyone has their own things that they that they dig and that's like flows in their life um and you just got to find those things that like add fuel to your own fire you know mm. like it's not it's not getting it's not might not necessarily mean like getting up at four in the morning and pumping out like an hour of biceps and, you know, <laughs> and then smashing like a kale and banana not my vibe which i mean that's a, uh, that's a great thing and it's, that's a lot of self-discipline but I mean, it's it's just about finding things that that fuel your fire and that motivate you and express your creativity. Like as humans, we are creative beings, and mm. we we want to find solutions. As much as like no one enjoys complaining, you know. But as soon as you come back and you're working on a solution or you're working on something that you dig, you know, that's where the change starts. Like change mm. starts with with being passionate about something and fulfillment. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And I think good systems allow people. That, the chance of creativity so mm. if you have a good running system which i mean for me timberletu clinic has been that um it's, it's allowed that opportunity um anesthetics was a really nicely run rotation and a lot of the ideas for docs and slops the nelson mandela day virtual visiting hour um came during that time so if you create that environment that people have the opportunity to take on um, what fulfills them it allows for good things to foster and grow. Mm. Um, so, so I think a lot of it is system-based to to create a system that allows for it. And then even if the system isn't allowing for it, just push through, find a way, take up the challenge of whatever inspires you, um, whatever makes you yeah, um, tick at the end. Even of the if it is just the first step of solving something major, you've at least started the process, you know, you've got 100%. the ball rolling. 100%. Yeah. And there's a, there's a book I'm reading at the moment called uh, Ikigai. 
and it's basically the Japanese secret to like long, uh, longevity and it recognizes five blue zones across the world where people just live like way over a hundred mm-hmm. and are just so happy where and, is like, it and so what are they stoked. doing <laughs> yeah exactly like it's not just sushi you know is it rice wine no it's the kale chips that's what i say i'm shocked i didn't know you knew japanese <laughs> <laughs> also how many pictures in the book <laughs> <laughs> plenty bro. That's, it's, it's many just diagrams i went through all the words i'm like this is a sick diagram that explains a lot japanese <laughs> To his pictures, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, I mean, I think, I think uh, having a look at that and like that mm-hmm. just encompasses a lot of like what life's about and a lot about just like finding your meaning and finding that fire and and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I can't explain the whole book in. We don't want to synopsis, but we get the, the yeah. gist of it though. And, uh, and you guys, what do you think? I mean, right now I've had this whole talk about how we're going to flip the tables on the on these <laughs> questions. <laughs> Um, I think for me, it's like very, I think my passion lies very much like with patient-centered education. I think that's like a very important thing to me. Um, and I think, yes, we have like huge systemic issues. And I think a lot of the, almost a lot of like the illnesses and the sicknesses we're seeing in South Africa are systemically based. And it's like because of mm. poverty at the end of the day, you know, Um so I think that's a, a whole other can of worms. But I think for me, I'm very passionate about trying to help educate the patient. And I guess through doing that, you do have to kind of create a better system. But I completely agree with what you guys are saying. Like we need more time. We need to take more time away from doing like the useless things that are time consuming. And we need to put more effort into those patient interactions so that you can actually be a doctor. And mm. I think that's a... That's definitely, yeah. yeah, that's a great a great start and a great way to go about it because I think when we can help empower and educate, um, I think that's where we can fundamentally see some differences um, and that's where change will actually come about at the end of the day. Yeah, proper. Like a Debbie. Good answer there. And, and Joey, what's your final? Yeah, I can't say it's going to be... I love how he's just said, are you the host now? <laughs> Look, Look, at Look at Matt. Matt is the captain Matt now. Right. <laughs> Matt is the captain now. I don't know. It's, when you were speaking now about bettering the system, which allows you to express yourself more as a healthcare professional and then to pursue something greater than instead of that kind of lit a fire in me now hearing you speak about that i don't have a nice polished answer like <laughs> debbie but even if it is something small you know getting out of your comfort zone and making a difference in one patient one yeah. patient's life that that makes me passionate or that makes you me know, excited no, yeah and i think day. as like just even a, on an individual is on an individual level just to be present like you just need to be present so I think sometimes it's so difficult because you're thinking about a hundred other things, but just remember like you're dealing with a human being and give them what you, what you've got right now. Like maybe it's not all that they deserve, but it's what you have to give. So just like being in that moment. Um, and I think, I mean, people are people, they're receptive to that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think that's like, and they'll feel your honesty and yeah, your compassion. That's the best 100%. that you can do in, in a situation like that. But yeah, going on to the next question. Now, it is all well and dandy to speak about and discuss these possible and already implemented solutions about things that can be done and should be done and that will ultimately benefit our healthcare system. 
However, when you come down to it, we're often drawn into feelings of apathy, and we've we've touched this in between the podcasts, and um, this is the first time we're actually recording uh, the, the whole yeah. ap- the whole apathy <laughs> thing. Should have had the record on the whole time. But but these feelings of indifference or what difference can I make as an individual often tend to pop up in in our feelings. So how can we combat this apathy? And what are possible reasons like that we feel like this in the first place? So I think the the apathy definitely comes from fighting an unrewarding battle, um, mm. from fighting challenges day after day, and particularly challenges that you don't find rewarding. And a lot of the not seeing results exactly, not seeing results, mm. um, being the porter, being the the paper finder, and doing all of these things that that you didn't expect to be doing. But you know it needs to be done for the system to work. And um, I think you become even more apathetic. Sometimes there are adverse outcomes in healthcare. And I think especially if you have an adverse outcome that you believe that you could have changed, that can really be um, soul-destroying and can can lead to the burnout, to the apathy. And so so system change can definitely um, change that potential. Mm. Um, but, But I think... As Matt says, in acknowledging your fire, by getting involved in something that that you are passionate about, it really helps to um, get away from that sense of apathy. Yeah, it's good foil for apathy. Yeah, everyone says like, you know, it's it's just that age-old saying like, it's not it's not any of our wisdoms. It's just like, don't give up on your daydream. You know, like mm-hmm. that's that your daydream is that fire, that thing that when you're sitting in. You know, your ethics or anatomy lecture, <laughs> both of which are important, but I mean, um, you know, and you're thinking like, flip, this, you know, and you, your mind's just drifting off like, that is your fire. Like, anatomy and ethics and medicine and, and all like aspects are important. And it's all tools that you learn along the way yeah, to equip you. But when you're following that drive and like that voice inside you, like there's no ways you'll be apathetic. Yeah. Um, and, and I think a big factor um, that I've come across as well along the, the course of internship is teamwork. Um, and be that the team at work, be that the team at home, your support structures, your friends, um, your colleagues, whatever it may be, um, teamwork is really important to overcome that sense of apathy. I think it's very easy to feel apathetic and to struggle when you think that you're sitting in the middle of this deep ocean on your own and you can't see the shoreline. That's true. And when you realize that you're there with four friends and you can have a laugh and a beer together at some point in this, <laughs> in this big world. Nice laugh, Beers in the cooler. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. alongside. <laughs> Got to be prepared, eh? It, it makes the sunset sweeter. It does, seeing it with someone else. Yeah, 100%. Um, during, we had a real tough start to our surgical rotation. Um, and the way that it worked, we had a team of four in each unit, four units, four mm-hmm. groups of four. And we used to come, it was during winter, and we used to arrive at work somewhere between 6 and 6.30. Mm-hmm. And That's we'd immediately, right in the dark and cold. Mm-hmm. And we'd immediately start seeing the patients. And inevitably, the ward rounds were tough. Um, surgical ch- patients are often very challenging. Mm-hmm. And um, we were struggling. There were senior staff that were off sick, so we were picking up a lot of work at that stage. And we looked at it as interns and we said, what can we do to change this? And we made a morning coffee club. We came in 15 minutes early. Even earlier. (laughs) Even earlier to have 15 minutes to sit down and have a cup of coffee together. And the four of us built an incredible friendship um, and we managed to get through surgery together. 
um, which was a challenging task at the start. And eventually, we actually really started enjoying it. Um, mm. And I think yeah, it was just another story that really highlighted the effect of teamwork and um, challenge taking on a challenge together. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, I think if I look on my you know personal journey through med school, if I didn't have my you know like three other best friends doing it with me, I would not have managed at all because it's like you do get those really really difficult moments and just have some one sit back and be like how ridiculous is this like let's just laugh about how ridiculous this is and this is what we're facing and this is our life right now but um they're kind of just there to make it better and that's when you're like okay this is it's gonna be fine (laughs) we're gonna be fine yeah a moment of eye contact when something is said or done and you just have a little silent laugh (laughs) yeah does a lot for the soul at the end of the day it does it's true (laughs) (laughs) there's lots of those moments actually i saw a bit of a a a comedy (laughs) can be a comedy club at times but anyway 100 no but it's good i mean that's what you guys need especially like, I remember, um, I mean, I say when we were med students, like it was years ago, it was really like a couple of months ago. <laughs> but, uh, med students these days. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I mean, it, like, it really was that it was mates that, like, kept you going. Mm-hmm. And exams are tough. Like, consultants are grilling you on, like, the 500 criteria of infective endocarditis. <laughs> like, I don't you know. know. Like, and it's just, and it is, it's your mates that you get inside and they're like, you're flipping, giving each other high fives and like having a chuckle at each other's tutorial answers after. Yeah. Like, that <laughs> did you so really say that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, did you say that to prof, bro? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is those relationships. You guys hit it like on the nail on the head, as like when we were talking before this, yeah. before this session. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it goes, eh? Do you feel more solution orientated, Debbie? Uh, I do. I do. But I think it's very important that you know we need to define what our issues are at the end of the day mm. i guess and then from there we can take it and do what we got to measure do. our progress and continue to strive yeah and i think it just everyone kind of just needs to pull their um or do their parts you know i saw you slacking in the ward round <laughs> Not asking for yeah. much, just asking you, for you You're just to be chilling better. at the back behind your tall friend, Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good hiding spot. It tends yeah. to happen like that. Let's not lie. <laughs> We're all getting exposed now. The girls always get pushed to the front and the boys. Yeah, so no, ladies first. You know, <laughs> no, classic. Uh, or you guys just don't answer and then we just have to fill in like the blank spaces you do like to answer though Debbie <laughs> you do like to I just don't like the awkward silence it's just like let's get this done all the rest of us have like a little Homer Simpson like chimpanzee with the yeah, symbols in his hand it's just like, like <laughs> brain cells are doing I mean it's not like I say the accurate stuff someone's got to take one for the team and we thank you our thank whole you, rotation yeah. group thanks you from the bottom My of our hearts. emotional and mental health <laughs> <laughs> It's your thankfulness. <laughs> <laughs> but um, to the Docs and Slops, Matt and Ryan, from both Debbie and myself, um, we'd just like to give our heartful thanks yeah. for sharing these wonderful, inspiring ideas with us, for educating us and allowing allowing us to have our minds open. And I think it's been an amazing, amazing experience for the both yeah, of us. Yeah, I'm, I'm sad it's ending. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, from, from our side, thank you so much for having us on the show. It's been really epic to be able to share some of the experiences to have a good laugh together um and and yeah it's just nice to um share the story of the starfish um 
keep it going. And yeah, thank you for the opportunity today. Thanks, we're gonna have pleasure. to, yeah, we're gonna have to, uh, I don't know, meet halfway between Clackstop and Pretoria and get a beer sometime. And yeah, sounds good. That sounds good. That's a bad race, so we'll hit it. We're gonna slap a cow or something. I don't know. Do those things out there. It's on the fall of all rivers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. We got a river view. What more can yeah. you ask for? Hundreds, Because there's also more issues, guys. Yeah, Paris of the Free State. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, wherever it is. <laughs> Paris or South Africa. No. All right. Well, um, yeah, thank you guys so much. And just to our listeners, uh, thank you guys for, for listening in. Please just give us your feedback on this. We'd really appreciate it. And I really sincerely hope you take what has been said to heart um, because, as I said in the previous episode, this deeply affects every single one of you. Um, and, yeah, just remember to... Follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, all the lovely social media um, sites, and have a good one. Mm, this is Med Talk signing out. Bye.